To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you. You are listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim and Gary. Oh my gosh, this is SpongeBob SquarePants, and guess what you're listening to? Hey, Gary, Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey, what's up, Toonsters? Welcome to another very, very exciting episode of Saturday Morning Rewind. I'm, of course, your host, Tim Nidell. And I'm your co-host, Gary Lane. And with us today, we have a very special guest. We have the one, the only, Justin Scard. Hello. That's, I can, okay. Hello is as good as I've got after SpongeBob. <laughs> you like that? I do like that. I'm a huge fan of SpongeBob and was not expecting to meet him so soon on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Justin, um, so real quick, int- kind of introduce yourself to the people listening. Uh, well, my name is Justin. <laughs> I live in Anaheim, California. I go to Disneyland a lot and make weird videos, which often coincide with the fact that I go to Disneyland. And that's how somehow that led to me being with you on this fine day, question mark, <laughs> night? Yeah, for me, it's, yeah, I guess 6.30 is night, right? Yeah. It's still light outside, though. It's yeah, there's a lot of dark. daylight left here on the West Coast, so it's still day for me. Yep. Well, I'm on the East Coast where night has already dawned upon us. Oh, the night has settled in. It has. <laughs> so, uh, how long have you been making those videos for, like, Live Fast, Die Poor and Random Land, that kind of stuff? We just figured out that I have been doing the Random Land videos uh, for all, almost, if not, we're right at or right before two years. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. We're trying to figure out the difference between when I started filming them and when I actually posted the first yeah. one because there was a gap there. I can't figure out when I actually started filming them, but I think I actually have been filming them now for two years. I know I found your videos. I think it's actually, no, it's been exactly a year when I found your videos on, on YouTube. And I that's remember awesome. The first one I, I watched was, uh, what's that? Was it the People Mover one, maybe? Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, then my, my kids fell in love with it, and my, my oldest daughter, she thinks you're a celebrity. Aw, isn't that <laughs> sweet? Everyone has... Fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, so you do those videos. Uh, what's going on with the Scarred, the the band that you are a part of? Well, I used to have a band called the Scarred, which I broke up two years ago, around the same time the video started, and. Um, I did that for about 10 years, from 2003 to 2013, and then I decided that I had spent 10 years in a band, essentially doing the same thing over and over again. Uh So you write songs to record the songs, 
you record the songs to put out a record. You put out the record so you can go on tour. You go on tour so you can play shows in front of people who want to hear new songs, so you write some new songs. So you just keep going in this loop, and then you end up spending 10 years of your life sort of putting all your energy and devotion and creativity into one basket, and it never really changes. <laughs> and so I was sort of done with the feedback loop, and... uh was decided it was just time to not to be in a band anymore. Yeah, it sounds like a total pain to me. Yeah, it's a, it was cool. It was fun. It was like, you know, when I was younger and I was on tour all the time, it was sort of like being in a pirate ship, you know? But as people <laughs> got older and changed and the members, the lineups changed and the faces at the shows changed and you sort of find yourself like... I, for me personally, I've really found myself stuck in this concept loop where I was like, I don't feel like I'm being, I'm doing the stuff that I want to be doing anymore, which yeah. is strange because when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was be a rock star. Yeah. You know? And then I was doing it. I was out playing shows and being on tour and there's people wearing the t-shirts and that's really cool. <laughs> I mean, not at rock star level, but good enough. Yeah. I was happy. And then after a while, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I just feel like I've done that. I was like, oh, I've, I've done this. I understand this now. And it was time for new challenges. There you go. Okay, so you before we started recording, you mentioned that you didn't listen to the last episode with Jeff Heimbuck, which for people listening, <laughs> you guys are actually really good friends in real life. And do he is he's a part of Live Past I Poor. Um, Jeff Heimbuck. Jeff Heimbuck. What? So I've never heard of <laughs> Jeff Heimbuck before. Sounds like a liar, though, to me. I know. Seriously. Sounds like the kind of guy that won't admit to peeing in the shower. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so on that episode. We are starting to do something that we would like to do to some of our um, special guests that come on. Um, okay. People, people that we hope to get more than once on the show. And so we did a little jingle just for him for every time he comes on the show. Do you want to hear his jingle? Uh, I, I desperately want okay, to hear so, Jeff Heimbuck's jingle now. <laughs> here, here is just jingle. When there's something weird in your neighborhood, who you going to call? Jeff Heimbuck? <laughs> Jeff Heimbach? That's genius. <laughs> That's Gary there on vocals. I'm the one that came up with the idea. That is awesome. Yep. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Okay, so we came up with one for you as well. Oh, no. Okay, so let's here, mine. here is your little theme song. Justin Scott, he's a hero. Gotta take pollution down to I kind of, I want to hear that again. We should play it twice. Okay, here we go. <laughs> That's how awesome it is. <laughs> Justin Scott, he's a hero. Gotta take pollution down to zero. I wish you could tattoo a song on your <laughs> forehead. <laughs> you could already tattoo them on your heart. And that one is permanently tattooed upon mine forever. <laughs> well, now, awesome. if you ever come back on the show, we'll just play that and people know who's on the show. That's awesome. <laughs> I am humbled. You're part of the family now. <laughs> Too bad uh, I never wrote a song that good. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so we got a couple of things we need to plug before we keep going on. Um, Gary and I were part of a panel for the Disney Afternoon Forever podcast. 
Um, it's DAF Radio. You'll find them on iTunes. And I think that's pretty much it. I don't think they're on Stitcher. But we are part of a Disney Afternoon panel where we just sit and talk about our favorite like Disney Afternoon characters. Uh, Gary, what else did we talk about? It's been like a month since we recorded it. Oh, I'm trying to remember. It was our favorite characters, our favorite shows, and a Please third tell me category. We spoke a lot about Gizmo Duck. We did mention Gizmo Duck. Yeah, he's definitely mentioned in it. He's in the top five, yeah. I believe, of characters. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, if you guys are interested, it's gonna. It's not up right now on their podcast, but we were told it's gonna be up any time. So, I think by the time this episode hits, it's gonna be on their podcast. Go check that out. It's DAF Radio. You'll find them on iTunes. Okay. Let's move on to some of the celebrity voice actors celebrating birthdays in the month of April. First, we have friend of the show, Billy West. Hey, everybody. This is Philip J. Fry. And, uh, um, um, shut up and take my money. Oh, Fry, you're always pushing your way into everything with that quote that everyone loves. Well, I've got a better one. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. And you're listening to, this is Billy West, by the way, Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. Hey, everybody, this is Philip J. Fry. Oops, playing again. And, uh, um, <laughs> okay, it's so awesome when you can play it twice. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, friend of the show, Billy West, uh, April 16th is his birthday, so happy birthday, buddy. I- I've got to say, I love how in that clip he clarifies that it's Billy West, I mean... Well, I wonder if legally... Everybody who knows voices should know it's Billy West, right? I wonder if legally he has to get out of character to, to promote that's, anything. That's probably true. I don't know. Yeah. All the laws are so tricky. Futurama probably doesn't want him pretending to be Fry on yeah. every podcast. Because <laughs> I've had a couple voice actors say they can't really do much in the voice. Really? So, yeah. I forget. Okay, who was it? Uh, Larry Kenny from Lion for Thundercats. Actually, he's done plenty for me, but at the time when he was recording the new Thundercats that were airing on Cartoon Network, he couldn't use the voice whatsoever. And who else? I think That's it was so strange. Corey Burton. I, right? I wonder if you used your real voice for a, to voice a character with the same first name as you. I know. If you have to, ver- <laughs> therefore, forever after, <laughs> clarify who was speaking as who. You know, like, hey, now, guys, it's me, Justin. I know I use this voice to voice a character named Justin, but I just want to specifically state this as me in my private personal capacity. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I wonder. Yeah, and then Corey Burton, I had him on the show, and he couldn't do much in the voices either, so he can just do a generic um, promotion voice. Radio announcer guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to ask, what's a generic promotion for? <laughs> I want one. <laughs> okay, you have one. And the last one we're going to celebrate is Hank Azaria, celebrating Ooh. on April 25th. Did you hold a grudge against my friends? No. All right, maybe I did, but I didn't shoot him. Checks out. Okay, sir, you're free to go. Good, because I got a hot date tonight. A date. Dinner with Fred. Dinner alone. Watching TV alone. All right. I'm going to sit at home and ogle the ladies in the Victoria's Secret catalog. See his catalog. Now, would you unhook this already, please? I don't deserve this kind of shabby treatment. <laughs> I should have probably put the mic on mute for that one. No, it's all right. No, I love that clip. I love The Simpsons. Yeah. Hank Azaria is my hero. I Ever know. since America's Sweetheart. It's a great movie. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay, so from there, Gary, take us out to the the new releases for this month. 
pretty much April is the month of DC. And when I say that, there's, I mean, there's like three things for DC coming out. So um, first and foremost, I guess, would be uh, a new DC Direct video, Batman vs. Robin, um, which will actually have the return of Kevin Conroy as uh, Bruce Wayne's papa, Thomas. And uh, also an interesting casting choice with that one, we've got Weird Al Yankovic playing Dollmaker. Hmm. So that can't be bad, I wouldn't imagine. <laughs> no. Um uh, Batman the Brave and the Bold Season 2 is getting a full release instead of being broken up into three separate parts like in the past. Uh, Teen Titans Go! is getting the first half of Season 2 released. And that's it for DC. Uh, in addition to that, My Little Pony Tales, the complete series, is coming out. The, uh, the series from 92 that... Uh, I don't know, Tim? No, I didn't watch that one. All right, all right. I did, I did I watch remember. one from the 80s, though. <laughs> I used to play with My Little Pony. I watched all of them. <laughs> no, I used to um, my babysitter. We used to go over there when I was four or five, and all they had was My Little Ponies. I used to play with them. I loved it. <laughs> okay, so uh, additionally, we have uh, the movie Paddington is finally coming out on Blu-ray for those waiting, um, which I did not see, but I'm sure it's all sorts of cute. Uh, and Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo, the complete season one, is getting its uh, first proper release, which is kind of exciting, because I think that's one of the few Scooby-Doo shows that hasn't seen any releases uh, besides little one-shot episodes here and there. And uh, that's pretty much it for everything on DVD. A couple points of interest on Netflix for all of you Disney fans from uh, who have been wanting to see the 2006 Barnyard. Um, that is Disney, right? No, it's Nick. Oh, crap. Okay, so Nickelodeon fans... <laughs> Uh, Barnyard is coming out on April 1st, and uh, on April 10th, Netflix is releasing Marvel's Daredevil, which is certain to be a big talking point, be it good or bad. And that's pretty much all that I have. Well, cool. All right, Gary, so we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our special guest, Justin Scard. Woo! Yay! Yay! Hi, guys. Freakazoid here. Don't freak out, but Saturday Morning Rewind will be right back. After a quick word from their sponsor. Oh, and don't forget to fly over to their site at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Are you a fan of DuckTales, Gargoyles, or Tailspin? Then boy, have I got a podcast for you. Hi, I'm Jason, host of DAF Radio. And I'm Matt, the co-host. Join us as we talk about these fan-favorite shows that you grew up with and meet the people that made them. Find us at DAFradio.net or in your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, enjoy the afternoon. Well, back to the show. Guys! Oh, guys! Guys-a-roni! Tim! Gary! Guys! Thank you, Freakazoid. Now we're back. Justin! Yes. You're still here, right? I was paying attention the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, we wanted you on because, first of all, I am a huge, huge, huge Walt Disney fan. Not just the company, but mainly... I'm more of a fan of the guy than the company, honestly. And I know you kind of feel the same way, right? Yes, absolutely, 100%. Okay, so we wanted to kind of dedicate this episode 
to our love of Walt Disney. And I know we're going to talk about Disneyland also because you go there pretty much every day. Like you said on Facebook, you're there more than your own house. Uh, I was literally there today, and I was actually late uh, getting in touch with you guys because I was <laughs> on my way out of this. <laughs> I, I just wouldn't I wouldn't come home. I, I would just stay there all the time. Yeah, if it were possible to sleep there, I'd probably just end up sleeping there. If they had Wi-Fi and a microwave I could use, I would pretty much never leave. Okay, so, uh, (laughs) yeah, Walt Disney. I don't know. I mean, do you have a favorite thing about Walt Disney? I think my favorite thing about Walt Disney is that uh, if you really do the research, if you really start getting into uh, the history of the person. As much as everyone likes a lot of Walt Disney as this great genius, if you really look at when he was young, what made Walt Disney successful is that he was completely ignorant to the oh, fact yeah. that he could have been a colossal failure. Yes. <laughs> so he kept failing, but he kept failing upwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when he would reach a point where he realized, like, I'm not really a good enough artist, like, you know, as, as far as drawing and the, my sense of humor to be a great cartoonist in the newspapers, so I'm going to do this. Well, and every time he reached one of those points where probably somebody who was maybe more self-aware would be like, oh, I guess I'm not talented at this. I'll probably go work for my brother's sewing machine company or whatever it is. Walt Disney just kept going, no, but I'm going to be a creative genius and I'm going to keep struggling here. And he just never, never, never gave up. Yeah. Yeah, and he was That's not... probably the most inspirational thing about Walt Disney in a nutshell. I love that. He was knocked over so many times in the first, what, 20 years of, of his career that I would have given oh, yeah. up after two years of doing it. <laughs> I mean, basically all the way up until Disneyland being the final, the, the really the last big one, but even, even when he was successful, all of his string of big successes, each one of them could have bankrupted him at any yep. given time. So yep. the last could have done it. Well, actually putting sound into the Mickey Mouse cartoons, which he desperately needed to be a hit because he had lost everything already with Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and everything. The sound was so expensive he barely made any money. What money he did make, he threw into, now we have to do the cartoons in color. And then he could have <laughs> lost everything if the color cartoons weren't successful. And on and on, all the way up to Snow White, he could have lost everything with Snow White. And he kept doing that all the way up to Disneyland where he had to sell one of his houses get a second mortgage on his other house. So down to his personal property being mortgaged, so had that been a failure, he mm-hmm. really would have failed. So if you, if you think about Walt starting his career in the 1920s and all the way up till 1955, could have lost his house at any moment. Mm-hmm. There's a man who likes to take a risk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can't, we can't forget to mention Roy. If Without Roy, there wouldn't be a company whatsoever either. Oh, Walt would have failed every time yeah, without yeah. Roy. <laughs> Because <laughs> look at look at how successful he was before he got Roy out of a sanitarium and agreed to have Roy help him with the company. Nope. And Walt, what, Malt wasn't much of a businessman. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, you were able to go somewhere that Walt loved. You know, Walt loved walking the streets of Disneyland. Um, I think if you guys have made a video on, for Random Land or Live Fast Die Poor, where you reenacted kind of. The pictures, like you stood where he stood and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, actually, my friend Adam, who also does YouTube videos, Adam the Woo, his channel, his main channel on YouTube is uh, just Adam the Woo. Uh, he and I decided, because we both big massive fans of Walt Disney, because I was doing these random land videos, 
on YouTube that we wanted to do like a collaboration. So we found uh, photos of Walt Disney in Disneyland and then rather than just showing a then and now thing, we tried to reenact or like stand as close as we could to the spot right where Walt Disney stood just to sort of emphasize that mm-hmm. as hmm. cool and massive as Disney World is and, you know, there's Tokyo now and Paris and all the stuff that there's something special about Disneyland in that you can stand right where the man stood yep. and got to sort of see his vision realized. There's something really inspiring about that. It makes you want to keep going and still be creative and, you know, do the things that you do just to be able to touch history like yeah. that, you know. I mean, I even have in my office right here, I have mm. a piece of his, the barn, his first work, workshop. I have it framed in my office awesome. just as inspiration, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Where did you get that? Um, Phil Sears. He's got a website online where he sells a ton of um, old Disney memorabilia sign stuff. And he's oh, like the yeah. official like uh, signature guy for Disney. That's awesome. But yeah, it's it's yeah. I had to get I put it in a shadow box and just I don't know. It just inspires me, you know. That's awesome. Because I'm also awesome. I'm also the guy who I sent you the picture on Facebook. I don't know, maybe like six months ago. I have the Walt Disney um, sculpture head that looks like a marble statue. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I I love that piece. And I, I got, need a singing bust of Walt Disney. I want I want a bust of Walt Disney for my desk. I just want it to also sing. <laughs> With well, the voice of Thurl Ravenscroft. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gary, do you have anything you wanted to add? I know you, you've been catching up on some Disney facts recently. I have, and I, I really can't say anything more than what he said. I mean, the thing that inspired me the most was his perseverance because I'm so quick to give up, and it's amazing seeing someone who wasn't that way. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to, The other thing that's really inspiring about that, if you think about it too, I was just talking to my friend Tyler about this today is that it's difficult for creative people. It's difficult for any human being on the planet to not have an ego. And I think as, as much as Walt was the figurehead of that company, you get, you look at his rise and at each step he goes, well, okay, maybe I'm not, maybe someone can do the coming up with the story better than I can. So I'm going to let the people who are best at what they do shine. And people look at that. There are some naysayers who look at that. They see Walt Disney wasn't talented, but I, I honestly think that takes, a lot more brains and talent to say to take a step back and say, "Oh, this person could do a better Mickey Mouse voice than me, so he's going to replace me, or whatever it is." That's another attribute of Walt's was not just when to persevere, but also when to step out of the way. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so Disneyland. When was the first time you went to Disneyland? Me? Yeah. <laughs> um. Definitely the first time I went to Disneyland was within the year being born, so I have no memory of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your first memory of Disneyland? What year was that? I, I mean, I was born, my parents lived, well, my grandparents moved in 1957 to just across the street from Disneyland on one side, and by the time I was born, my parents were living in an apartment sort of in the ghetto on the other side behind Disneyland Hotel, so okay. Disneyland's sort of been in my memory my entire life, at least from being outside the gates and hearing the fireworks and all that kind of stuff. So the, my earliest memories of going to Disneyland, being inside of Disneyland, sort of blend with the memory of it just being there every day, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, so I actually have no earliest memories of Disneyland. It's sort of like I've always been there, if yeah. that makes sense. Huh. <laughs> 
I think I I I remember the first time. It was uh, 1987. I was seven years old. Um, I don't remember a ton about it. I remember um, Tom Sawyer's Island. I remember uh, I remember the Star Wars ride. And yeah. I think it opened that year, didn't it? Didn't it open '87. It must have been somewhere around that time. I think it was 80, maybe '86 or something. I don't know. In the mid '80s. Yeah, so I, I definitely remember that ride, and that's and I remember the Magic Shop. I remember going to the Magic Shop on Main Street, and Gary actually, oh. Gary has never gone to Disneyland or Disney World. What? Yes, I know. Yeah. Oh, that for shame! I know. You must go, sir. <laughs> treat. Well, <laughs> I will. I, I will. I will be there in August. I just. Uh, I I just never. I've never even been to the uh, West Coast, so I oh, mean, awesome. I, I'm not that. I'm not but like maybe 12 hours away from Disney world, but we could just never afford to go whenever I was a kid. So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to go there eventually, but I definitely want to go to Disneyland first. Yeah. So we're Gary and I are going to be there for the D 23 expo in August. So so he's going to experience Disneyland for the first time. Then if you guys come out here, Oh, definitely. I was actually talking to Jeff about it. I wanted you guys to like get together and like record an episode together. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, the um, I think that's kind of how it was at Disneyland. I was actually going to say when I was little, we couldn't really afford to go to Disneyland. But if you grew up in the vicinity, you obviously know a lot of people. Like half the people that w- went to high school with me ended up working there. You know, so there were people who could sign you in or get you in for free. Yeah. So that's sort of <laughs> yeah. how we got into Disneyland when we were kids the same way. So it was hmm. a kind of a strange thing that we lived right next to it. We could always see it, but it was always sort of just out of reach. <laughs> but then again, we went more often out of state than you know someone who lives in Kansas or something, yeah. for example. But <laughs> well, I'm in. It, it was still special when we were kids. You know, as much as it was familiar, it was still really special. Like we're gonna go inside of Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I'm in Montana, and I try. I try to make it at least once a year. So you understand, yeah. yeah. I, I go once a year, but I wish I could go more. But yeah, once a year is not very, very not cheap at all. Coming from Montana. No, no, that has to be, see, that's an epic struggle and an epic journey, but see, it's worth it. Oh, it's totally worth it, yeah. And this coming August is the first time I go without the kids and wife. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You'll be let loose. It's going to be loose fun. to Rome and Rome. It's fun. I'm actually there quite a bit by myself now. Yeah. And it's, it's a lovely thing because you start to go... Ah, no one's arguing about where to go next. You know, that's the greatest thing. <laughs> it's funny because last last year, exactly a year to this week, my wife and I were there. It's the last time we were there, and we were celebrating our anniversary. So the kids stayed home. We went there, and uh, she got tired around 8 p.m., and so she said, I'm going to go back to the hotel room. You can stay if you want. It's like, yeah, of course I'm going to stay. I'm not gonna, It was never an option. <laughs> so I stayed in the park till it closed, and I, it was the best four hours of my life. <laughs> that is so awesome. Yes. And that's like kind of the best time too after the fireworks are yeah, done yep. and everybody, everyone's small children has really started to filter out and the place just sort of really quiet and the last people who are there sort of just want to be there. It's, I love that time. Yeah. That is, it's yeah. Awesome. I, I rode the Haunted Mansion three times in a row within 10 minutes of each other. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. So what, do you have a favorite ride? We've been debating this lately. Um, what the best ride at Disneyland is, we can't do it. It's impossible. So we've started to break it down by category. 
in terms of favorites. So as I'm talking about this, I'm learning my own favorite rides. So, okay. for example, my friend Adam started to break. Okay, what's your what's the best roller coaster? So Matterhorn, Big Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain, or the one at DCA California Screen. So I I figured out by a process of elimination, like, oh well, it's the Matterhorn, and I didn't know that about myself. <laughs> I have to subdivide them yeah. down. You know, but I think. It's a toss-up. It's a real hard tie between the Tiki Room, oh, yeah. uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Oh, those those are my three favorites right there, too. Seriously. Yeah. I think really, though, it really boils down to a contest between the Tiki Room and Pirates. Okay. As much as I love the Haunted Mansion, uh, there's something about Pirates of the Caribbean, especially being the last big ride that Walt oversaw yeah, almost yeah. start to finish where there's something special about that ride. It's pretty epic in scale, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I might be pirates, I just don't want to lock myself. I just want to commit. I don't, I'm not ready to commit, guys. <laughs> yeah, there's something about the Tiki Room. I don't know, it's something about that left-hand side of the park to me. It's so, yeah. I don't know what it is, but I'm always drawn to that section more than anything else. It's amazing. That whole walk through Adventureland especially is just... It's so well done and so well themed, and it's so universal. It's so. This is what I love about Disneyland, say, versus some of the other, even Disney parks, but especially versus any other theme park, is that the theming there is so universal, especially like on the left hand side, like you were saying, when you go through Adventureland and all that. Like, who doesn't want to go on an adventure into the jungle? Mm -hmm. It's so well done. And it is so specific, there is so much detail to it, but at the same time, it's so generic that everyone can understand it and have fun with it. So, I don't know, That's it's the whole, the whole place is genius. I love it. Oh, yeah. Since Gary's first turn going to the park is going to be in August, and it's during the expo, when I'm sure it's going to be pretty busy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And how? <laughs> <laughs> what I, I, I kind of wanted to get some some professional, you know, since you go every day, pretty much some opinion on what should our game plan be to try to go on every single ride. How many days do you have? We have three days in the park. Uh, whenever someone asks me how what their game plan should be, you know, every single ride, I say scrap the go on every single ride idea. Okay, <laughs> because. I always think that the reason why I see a lot of people go to Disneyland and have no fun there. And I've gone to Disneyland and have no fun there, especially during the years where I didn't have an annual pass or anything like that. And I would bring my own son there and stuff. And there are other groups of parents that people argue, we should go on this, we should do this. People get really tired. I realized something when I started going by myself all the time, which is you never sit down at yeah. Disneyland. When you, when you go on the typical, we came from really far away, there's all this pressure. We have to do this, we have to do this, let's do the plan. And I found that, mm, I would say, that 50% of the charm of the place comes from enjoying it as a park and not just as the rides. That being said, though, definitely fast passes and definitely sit down between them. But if you sit down between the rides and take the time and don't worry so much about getting on every single ride... I tend to find that more people enjoy the rides they do go on that yeah. much more, and the ride becomes less of a "oh, thank God we're sitting," and yeah. more <laughs> and more appreciated for what it is. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, I completely understand with that. Now, something I've been debating lately is: I know I want to get a fast pass as soon as we get in the park. Should we get a fast pass for Space Mountain, Star Wars, or or Indy? If you're talking about the Disneyland side, definitely 
definitely, definitely Space Mountain. That's what I was thinking definitely. too. Because to me, because even though Star Tours gets a really, really long line, and so, and so can Indiana Jones, the queue line for yes. Indiana Jones is so well. Oh yeah, that it's almost a pleasure going through it. <laughs> uh, and Star Tours queue line not as epic. Uh, the first half of it when it's really crowded, but Space Mountain is very... It's, uh, uh, you're on top of the roof. <laughs> claustrophobic. Yeah. It's, there's not a lot of air going through there, and it gets really hot in August, so I would definitely say Space Mountain. Plus, I think it really does, it really feels like the longest line. I think so, too. To me. And, and it is, I think it's because what you just mentioned was there's nothing to look at. Yeah, it's really sort of very cool, well-done, spacey-themed hallways, which when there's not anybody in the park and you get to walk through them quickly are really cool and well done. I loved being in there when I was a kid because I'd pretend I was a Jedi, you know, like, I'm on a spaceship. I'm a Jedi. <laughs> I have powers these people never understand. Um, especially when you get in a big room right before you load with the spaceship, like, yes, I'm going out into space. I will fight. I will save the galaxy. Anyway, so I love that. But as an adult, being stuck in those hallways is not nearly as fun. Yeah, definitely. Because there's just, there's no ventilation. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, that's that's where I was leading towards anyway. But my thing was, I've actually never been on Indiana Jones. It's always closed when I go. Oh. Yeah, and I really want to go on it. So I know I'll go on it, but I, I my have... My heart is broken for you. My heart is breaking for you. Seriously. Seriously. Okay, so... I'm, we talked I'm about... I'm struggling to understand that, the not going... <laughs> but that is unfortunate. So we talked about your favorite. Do you have a least favorite? In Disneyland? Yeah. Ah, um, hold on a second. Do I have a least favorite ride in Disneyland attraction? I don't think so. I think there's there's things. I mean, there's like you know, I never get my face painted, or yeah, or, or um, I'll I'll tell you, I'll tell you honestly. We'll go full disclosure. I try never to say anything, even bordering on negative about Disneyland. But the one thing personally, just I don't really care for are parades. I don't even know why. It's, I'm just not a big fan yeah. of parades. Every time there's a parade happening, I think, why is this parade in my way? And <laughs> I just can't get from point A to point B, and I think, why are all the people watching the parade? Don't they have parades in their town? It's not the 4th of July. Get the parade out of the way. Yeah. I don't know why I've just been, I've never, yeah, I just, I'm not a huge fan of parades, and I, I don't know why. I'm actually the and same. So everyone else would would I go in groups, you know, or with other parents and different things. We gotta sit down. And we're gonna sneak out our spot and watch the parade. And I'm thinking the tiki room is right there. The tiki room is right there. Why are we gonna watch this parade? And it's also the best but time I, to leave because people are watching the parade, so you can go on a ride and it's less exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm okay way. with the Christmas parade in in the hometown on Christmas, and you know, parades outside of a theme park. But I I never understood parades in the theme park. Because you're already in the theme park. I mean, we're already at Disneyland. It's the best place you can be. I, parades just don't make it better for me, but that's just me personally. <laughs> I understand other people are very into pageantry and parade floats, and I'm excited for them. But while they're excited about the parade, I will be riding Pirates of the Caribbean twice in a row. Exactly. <laughs> so that's as close as it gets to a least favorite for me, I guess. If you're talking about the whole resort, and we're going to lump DCA into it, Okay. My least favorite thing would be that giant Ferris wheel, which is oh, now yeah. called Mickey's Fun Wheel, yeah. which is the most terrifying thing and on it just, the it, earth. It just makes you sick to your stomach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
just looking at it from standing on the ground and looking up at it makes me sick because yeah. I'm not a huge fan of heights. Oh, no, I can't. So that would definitely be my least favorite. I, I think I have vertigo because I seriously cannot go in one step without feeling dizzy. Mm-mm. So. Yeah, I, I get vertigo pretty bad. It's okay at first usually, but if I think about it at all and something that massive that goes that high, I'm going to think about it before I even set foot on it, you know? Yeah. And I start getting dizzy, and I've been on that Ferris wheel exactly one time, and I would not like to repeat the experience. Although, I have told several people that if they had enough cameras to really get every angle of me getting in there and having the panic attack, I would do it one more time for for (laughs) historical purposes. Uh For comedy. I will do anything for comedy. For pleasure, no. Well, then, when we're there in August, we need to do that. Then we we have two cameras. We can have two cameras on you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's the most terrifying proposition of all time, but I'll consider it. <laughs> well, we can't guarantee that Tim's camera will be on you the whole time if he's going to hyperventilate, too. I, I can overcome it. I can overcome <laughs> so. it. It's just that I kind of just feel queasy, and I don't know. Yeah. What's funny is it might not actually end up being that funny because I might just breathe. Like a, you know, like when a rabbit almost gets run over by a car, and the car passes <laughs> it, and you think it would run away, but it just sits there thinking... <laughs> I died. That's me <laughs> when I'm really high up. You know, I might just freeze and think, I'm dead. My spirit left my body, you know? That actually reminds me of a funny story when I was, I think I was 16, 17. I was living in Florida at the time. And uh, I saw the cutest bunny in the middle of the road. And uh, I, I, our car was coming, so I couldn't really get over the other lane. So I managed to make it so he would go in between the two wheels. And he did. Oh. And as soon as I got midway from him, I hear a thump oh. because he jumped and hit my car. <laughs> Apparently, that's how armadillos destroy cars, too. When you go over the yeah, armadillo, yeah. it'll jump up and destroy yep. <laughs> the underside of your car. At least that's the rumor. Whenever I go through Louisiana and Texas, they say, oh, poor bunny, why? Why did he choose that moment to he, leave? he just wanted to die. He just was looking for a way to die. <laughs> Maybe he was a suicidal bunny, you know. You, there's so. nothing you can do in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> All you can do is grieve and move on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, maybe he was playing extreme Frogger. There you go. <laughs> there you go. He knew the risks. <laughs> All right, Gary. Did you have any did tragic you... bunny stories? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you have anything that um, we haven't talked about, or because you've been, I've been kind of overpowering and. You know, oh, that, that's all right. I don't have, a, you know, we, if we have this conversation this time next year, I will be a chatterbox. Just, well, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of hard ha- never, ha- never having been there, but I've learned a lot from your videos, uh, Justin. And that's um, awesome. I have to, I have to say, I, I, I especially liked the, um, the one with the. Uh, I know this isn't Disneyland, but the highway that you recently did, the musical highway. Oh, the musical road. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I liked that one a lot, and um, I think my favorite from within the park. Uh, is probably the one where you go window shopping. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I it was it's it's probably the least educational, but the most uh, hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It, we've done a lot of them now. The big, and the other thing is, when I started doing them, I wasn't try. I was like, oh, we'll do some videos that are funny about some facts or something that you know, I hear some people get wrong or whatever, just just for fun. And then it morphed into something different because a lot of people, and I was going to just go out of Disneyland more. The reason we stuck with doing a lot of Disneyland stuff is people from around the country, different places who haven't either haven't been or can't go 
um, started sending me messages like, you know, I really like these videos because it gives me a way to go there when I can't go there. And like, uh, Adam had a fan and a, that became his friend, this guy, Jason from Kansas who had, um, Lou Gehrig's disease mm. really bad. And so he couldn't go to Disneyland anymore. So people like him would say, you know, um, we like these videos and it kind of like, it lets you be there without being there and stuff like that. So we're sort of stuck with it for that purpose too. So when you say that you learned a lot about it without going there, I'm like, yes, mission accomplished, <laughs> you know, something like that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, and, uh, the, I, we watched the one about the Walt Disney museum recently. Um, actually the same night that they talked about it on the Annie's, um, so I got I got uh, double exposure to it that day, but uh, that's definitely that's awesome. something I want to check out. Yeah, the Walt Disney Family Museum is like possibly one of my favorite places on earth. I went to last summer. I went with my little buddy Tyler Evans. We went on a pilgrimage. I guess you'd have to call it. But we went out to Marceline, Missouri, where Walt grew up. Mm or at least where he, in his imagination he grew up. And then we also went to Kansas City right afterwards and saw the Disney family home in Kansas City and where he started Laughagram and all that different stuff. Mm-hmm. And of all the little Walt Disney Museums and of being at Disneyland so much, and I also did another Random Land video of uh, going to Walt's like early homes and studios in L.A., but of all the places, strangely, of all the places I've stood where Walt Disney stood, the the place that brings you the closest to the man is probably the family museum in San Francisco hmm. where he spent very little time, if any, you know, <laughs> uh, and they just do a really good job. It's not, it's not just that it's Walt Disney and brings you close to Walt Disney and also the Disney company, obviously very well represented all the different creative stuff and how they did stuff. But, um, it's probably just one of the best museums I've ever been in, period. Whoever put that together was amazing at their job. Like, it's just, it's a wonder. I've been there five or six times now, and I still haven't seen everything. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah, I well, Tim, I've never Tim, been Tim, we got to hit that up. I know. Well, it's, it's, what is it, like six hours away from Disney, though? Uh, from Disneyland, probably, yeah, I would say a safe bet would be six or seven hours if you're going to stop at all, which you will. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> um, but it's worth a trip to San Francisco all by itself. I drive up there on a pretty regular basis now, and every time I am in San Francisco and can't see the museum, I get pretty upset about it, because it sort of makes the trip worth it every time. It's, it's awesome. And it was actually really hard to try to even film it, because I was thinking, how in the world am I going to encapsulate this huge place into one video? So we sort of had to do it like a review, especially because the museum obviously has a lot of copyright-sensitive yeah. um, Disney stuff in it. And they're, you know, they're very concerned. with they, Because Disney allows them to showcase all that stuff, they're very concerned with um, you know, how they protect all that stuff. So we did it more as a review and just tried to show a little bit about what it was like because it's, it's really difficult to film in there without sort of, you know, crossing that weird line there where you don't want to replace the purpose of the museum so hopefully we struck a good balance i just want people to go there and and, uh the membership's only 80 bucks which sounds like a lot but if you think about if you're ever going to visit more than once it's totally worth it because it's 20 dollars a person so i i became a member right away because i realized like even if i didn't go multiple times and keep that place open it's pretty much like i said the best museum i've ever been in in my life 
Yep, I definitely want to go. Too bad it's not closer to Disney. <laughs> it's but worth it. Yeah. Big time. I, I was actually kind of close to San Francisco in September when I bought my new car, but where was I? Where did I go? I don't remember what is a big... Uh, I don't remember, but it was like an hour from San Fran, but uh, I didn't get a chance to because I had to drive back. Ah, uh, I know. You were so close. I know, I know, but I only <laughs> had a weekend to get back to home and work and family and... Trust me, I thought I, I mapped out San Francisco and I mapped out Anaheim to see how close I was to Anaheim. And I was like, I think it was like three hours from Anaheim, maybe four. But I still had to drive through Reno to get home. And that means I had to, I don't know, anyways, it would have been a whole crazy weekend. I love crazy weekends. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. That's why I consider it. I consider it my job to go and scout out some of these places so I can put them on other people's menu. There you go. And then hopefully they can choose. But that's it. Uh, Walt Disney Family Museum, I cannot say enough about just because not only am I such an epic, massive, in awe of Walt Disney, the man, and the stuff that he accomplished, and and sort of his personality, too, because anyone that ever knew him, really knew him, or really worked with him, would say there's nothing dark about him, and look at all the stuff that he created that made millions and millions of people happy, and... um and you never heard about you never heard about a real scandal with Disney, other than no. the people that went on strike yeah. in the studio in 1941. You never hear about nope. oh Walt used to cheat on his wife or Walt this never. There was never anything like that. You know the Sherman brothers, who were both Jewish and worked with Walt the whole time. Uh, nothing about him being racist or any nope. of those kind of bad rumors about him. None of them have ever ever turned out to be true on any level. So huge fan of Walt Disney. Oh, Again, yeah. that museum is also just—it's amazing. I can't, I will not shut up about <laughs> it. So you're just have to force me to change the subject. <laughs> well, when we get there, you, you, you got to, you have to drive us there now. When we get there, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just talk about it the entire way there and the way back. So you have to stop. <laughs> so all right, so we have another segment that I almost forgot about. We have a voicemail segment that we have, oh yeah we have people call in and uh, leave voicemails. Gary, do you remember a voicemail number? <laughs> It's like dissecting a worm. There's so many segments. Ooh. I know. What's going on? <laughs> Hold on. Let me find the, let me find the number because I need to get that yeah, out I, there. I want to be the head segment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you want to call us, leave a voice now. Our phone number is 406-214-4451. Leave a voice now. Just, you know, just comment on the show. I don't know. Just, Justin, you can call too if you want to. Just say hi sometimes. Oh. So, Hi. Oh, wait, you mean later. Oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, we have a quick intro to that. Hey, this is Deep the Cat, and you've reached the voicemail of Saturday Morning Rewind. So leave a message after the beep, and remember, it never hurts to help. Gosh, are we really going to be on Saturday Morning Rewind? Yeah, hey, hey, get a load of this, boo-boo. We're on Saturday Morning Rewind. Yogi, Mr. Stone isn't going to like this. Sheesh. Slip arm, suck a test. Hey guys, David W. Stone here. This is a little fun deal. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's me, Roger. And let me just tell you that I'm a big fan of Saturday Morning Rewind. Now, me and my captain, Toontown, just want to say that you've been, you guys have been doing a great job. Please don't stop. Two brooks, two brooks, Saturday morning, Rewind. This is Tarek, 
Gary Ross interview, it was so good. I love it. Give me more. We want to give me the processes of the Roger Rabbit. Just kidding. Hi, guys. It's Chef Highbuck. I told you I was going to call in and leave my Gollum impression. I hope it actually turns on the phone. If not, then I just made a fool out of it. So, bye. <laughs> I was wondering if you're gonna recognize that little golem there. Yeah, as soon as I heard it, I was like, "Gary, fine, buck." <laughs> so yeah, if you guys want to leave a voicemail, what is that phone number again, Gary? I need to write that. <laughs> it starts with the four zero six. I know the four zero six. That's my Eric. Okay, four zero six two one four 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 five one. And I love how we're. What you guys got to do is figure out what it spells. Then you. I know. know yeah. I know. Seriously, I do need to think about that. I love how it's turning into like a your demo reel for voice acting. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of promising upcoming talent here on these voicemails. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So anyways, Justin, where can people find you? Do you have anything you want to promote or anything? Um, well, other than the Walt Disney Family Museum, <laughs> uh, our website is livefastbypoor.com, which will have links to everything. I do a video almost every day, like a vlog, you know, video blog. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the word vlog came from. I mean, I do. I just explained it. But one of those things where I do a little video every day called the Sometimes Vlog. That's on my YouTube channel, which is Justin Scarred. But the main random land video is about Disneyland and history. and Roswell, like you said, a weird musical road and all these different things. is YouTube.com slash LiveFastDiePoor. But if you can't remember any of that, LiveFastDiePoor.com is the hub that will connect you to the network of weirdness that is the things that I and my friends do. I don't want to say accomplish, because that would sound big headed. Well, Justin, we really do appreciate it, and we are definitely going to have you on again if you if you allow us to have yes, you on. Yes, I will allow it. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> you have my permission to invite me to do things. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so of course you guys can find us on Saturday Morning Rewind at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Remember to leave those iTunes reviews if you like the, if you like the show. We always appreciate that. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Every single one of those links are on the website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. So we will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.